Hey, Westside family. My name is Matt, and I am the co-leader for the Young and Free Group. Thank you for joining us for today's message. We hope that you are blessed by the Word of God through the speaking of our pastors and leaders, and we pray that this leads you into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We love you, and enjoy. I am going to get in the Word. Are you guys ready? I think that it's going to be short, but I'm not going to say all right, so we'll just keep this. I got to kind of look at my watch and go, what time did I even start? Because I feel like it's 1045. We could go till 12, but I won't. All right. Um, the title of my message today is the fear of the Lord. So what exactly does that mean? Sounds scary, right? We're all supposed to be fearful of God. Is that what that means? No. The fear of the Lord is really simple. It is reverent obedience. Somebody say reverent obedience with a submissive spirit. So the fear of the Lord is reverent obedience with a submissive spirit. It's not a dread. It's not a forced fear. It is acknowledgement of his supreme authority as the one who created, who knows best, who has the answer for all of our issues, who loves us unconditionally. That's not a forced fear, right? But when I think about serving that type of God, I have a submissive spirit that wants to follow his ways. Amen? Amen. He sees what we don't see. He knows what we don't know. And he can be fully trusted because he was and is and always will be the one true God. Fear of the Lord. Fear of who he is, which again is a reverent obedience with a submissive spirit to honor who he is. I choose to fear the Lord, to be obedient to him with a submissive spirit of surrendering my ways for his ways, even when it doesn't make sense. Right? We sing that song that that even when I don't understand, I'm still in the palm of your hand. I still choose, I choose to fear the Lord even in those times simply because he's God. Somebody say he's God. So the book of Proverbs speaks several times about the fear of the Lord. Um, How many of you ever read a a proverb of the day? Anybody ever do that? This month is the 31 days of August, so I like to to read. I've been reading a proverb a day again. And it'll talk about the fear of the Lord. Solomon, who wrote the book of Proverbs, was the wisest man who ever lived or whoever will be. He had a plethora of knowledge, and throughout Proverbs, he gives us tidbits of information that we can apply to our lives on a daily basis. And it's very applicable to our times. And so he tells us to build our lives with the foundation of the fear of the Lord. And this is what he tells us. He says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of... Anybody? Wisdom. Also says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So in order for us to have a submissive, or if we have a reverent obedience with a submissive spirit, that's the beginning of us having knowledge. That's the beginning of us having wisdom. It's the beginning of us laying a foundation for our life. If we don't fear the Lord, we're not going to have a foundation to stand on. 
because it means we don't really acknowledge and understand who he is. He is God. He is supreme. He knows what we don't know, even when we don't understand. And we can trust him. And he loves us unconditionally, unlike some people in our lives who don't love us unconditionally. People in our lives who will disappoint us. God knows what's best for us, even when we don't like it. How many of you have ever had God do something you didn't like? But it ended up being the best thing ever for you. And afterwards, you're like, I'm so thankful he didn't answer my prayer because it would have been awful if he had of. That's trusting in the Lord, right? In who he is, in his power, in his character. So the fear of the Lord will bring stability to your life. Somebody say stability. Who could use some stability? We're living in a time that's not very stable, right? And we can use stability. He is our stability in the time that we are living in. Your submissive spirit of obedience to his word and his ways will cause you to walk in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Those three things need to be the foundation of our life. Um, we're going to turn this morning to Proverbs 14, 26, and 27, two simple scriptures. And we're going to look at the four things this morning that the fear of the Lord will bring us. Jay's glad I don't give like 10 and 7 points like my husband. Yeah, get four. You can do them on one hand, guys. <laughs> All right. I don't know as much as he. That is probably true. <laughs> He's, he remembers things, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I did re I read about that, but I forgot. <laughs> okay, Proverbs 14, 26. It says, in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. Everybody say that with me. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. And his children will have a place of refuge. Verse 27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence and his children will have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. As we live out this life, isn't the end result that we don't want to get caught up in the snares of death? I don't think there's one person in this room, if you believe in the gospel message, that would say you want to die and go to hell. All of us in this room want to die and go to heaven. Now, we may not want to die today, but we know that life is not forever except in eternity with the Father. And so we, in our hearts, do not want to be caught up and entangled in the snares of death. So he's telling us some key things here. Number one, he says it right there. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. Number one is strong confidence. The fear of the Lord will bring you strong confidence which if we want to narrow that down to a simpler word, somebody say security. Fear of the Lord brings security. When you recognize his character, who is it that we have confidence in? We have confidence in the provider. We have confidence in the prince of peace. We have confidence 
And you can name all these names of God and who he is as we study out God's word. And we can be encouraged that this is why I can have strong confidence because of who he is. He's my healer. He's my strength. He's my peace. He's my savior. He's my redeemer. When we begin to think about all the things that he is, we can walk in confidence and we have a security in him because of who he is. You can have confidence. And the more we fear the Lord, the more we submit to him and follow his ways, the more we see the blessings of God unfold in our life. When we choose to obey and we find his ways, then are truly better than ours, like we, we mentioned well ago. As you're walking out your journey with the Father, and as you recognize who he is, you're drawn to him and you get a, a confidence about the God you're serving. It makes it easier for you to tell someone that God is a healer if he's healed you. It makes it easier for, for you to tell somebody he is the prince of peace when you were in chaos and confusion, yet he brought peace to your situation. Then you have a confidence to share with others the gospel message. See, the fear of the Lord, through the fear of the Lord, there is a strong confidence. As you exercise wisdom and knowledge and understanding, you see God revealed in your life. When you exercise foolishness and you lack wisdom, you're looking for God. Where is he? Where is he? Well, if you'd get your act together and you begin to follow the ways of God, you'll see him. You'll see him in your life. We choose to obey and we find his ways are truly better than ours. He reveals himself to us. And we don't have security in man. There is no security in science. There's no security. You know, you know science will tell you one thing and ten years later it will tell you another thing. So how many of you have ever heard, you know, well, I heard you shouldn't eat and you, like something. You know, we'll just say, I, I was told that you should never eat eggs. So you get on this kick and you're like, we're not eating eggs anymore. Then a couple of years down the road, they're like, I heard eggs are the best thing you could eat. And now you're eating eggs again. Because science will fail you. Textbook will fail you. Your boss will fail you. The worldly views will fail us. Our only security is in the Lord. Our only security is in the Lord. And how do we get that security? How do we get that strong confidence? Through the word of God. We're going to go back to that again. You're like, oh, I'm so tired of hearing that. It's through the word of God that we gain confidence. It's in this word that I'm able to read about his character, who he is, what he does for people. I can claim it for myself. I can believe it for myself. As I read it, I'm encouraged. My heart, my burdens are lifted. My heart is renewed. Through his word, I gain confidence in the God that I serve. So that's why it says in the fear of the Lord, we can have strong confidence. We can have security in him and in nothing else. The person you love the most will fail you. They are human, but I don't serve a human. I serve a living supreme God who is the one and only creator of heaven and earth. And he will not fail me. And it says here, if you notice, we'll pull that scripture back up. It says here, in the fear of the Lord, there is strong, somebody say strong, 
strong confidence. So you know, have you ever heard somebody, hey, are you, how are you feeling about, uh, you know, the speech you got to give? How are you feeling about the game you got to play? Well, you know, I'm feeling pretty confident. No. In him, we can go, you know, I'm confident. I'm coming through this. I'm going to make it. God is going to provide. I'm going to have the strength I need. We can be strong in confidence. Not just pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure my God will do it. I'm pretty sure he's who he says he is. I'm pretty sure it will all work out. No. We can have a strong confidence in the God that we serve. So there was a, a season in our life, and we were in transition. It was af- actually after we um, left Santa Paula. And we went through just like one of those seasons where I kept, have you ever been through a season of life that you're, you're really looking for God? And you almost think he's speaking in anything, and it's not. <laughs> and I was, we were searching God. What, what do we do? Where do we go? And the Lord was so good to preserve us and keep us along our path. And we were given an opportunity to move to Texas. And Jonathan said, and this, you know, this goes against the way I was raised. It didn't make sense. It's not how you do things. But he said, I really feel like I have this confidence that God is telling us to do this, to go to Texas and to take this position, which I was like, well, okay, that, like, how are we going to be provided for, though? Because this ministry position isn't going to be able to pay our bills. I mean, it's nice that we're going to get a little something, but it's not going to make ends meet. And he's like, I don't know, but I know when we get there, God's going to provide. Well, I did not have strong confidence. And I was fretting, but I, I went along because I know my husband and I know what his prayer life is like. And I knew that like, okay, he's And I would go back. I was that little voice, you know, that he talks about sometimes. Are you sure that you know? Are you sure this is the right thing? Yes, I'm sure. And I'm like, but okay, I was doing the paper figures. And we're going to have to have jobs between us that equal this amount in order for us to not lose our car and have insurance. And we're going to have to find a house that, like, is around this amount. And I'm, I'm trying to, like, and so if we only made, and I'm going, you know, if we only made minimum wage and then we got this little, st- this is what we got to do. And he goes, I don't know. I'm not trying to figure it out, Lorana. God told me to go and we're going to go. Okay. Now, how am I going to explain that to my family? How am I going to explain that to other people? It's like, that makes no sense, right? But he had a strong confidence in the Lord and what the Lord had told him to do. So we get there. And this electrician that went to the church said, you know, I, I, I heard the bishop said, you know, you're going to need a job. And he's like, I want to hire you. And Jonathan's like, I don't, I don't have any experience. I mean, I've changed light plugs. <laughs> I don't have any electrical experience. And he's like, that's all right. He's like, man, I'm going to teach you. And then when he told us what he was going to pay Jonathan, it was as if he was an experienced electrician. And I said, what? And he's like, I told you. I was strong in confidence that the Lord called us, told us to be there, and he was going to do it. And I sat back. And do you know why I went? The fear of the Lord. 
the obedience. I don't know how submissive my spirit was. We won't let him answer that. <laughs> but I feared to not go, that I would miss opportunity that the Lord had for us. I feared not to follow the wisdom of my husband and what that would do to our marriage. I feared the Lord because my desire is to follow God with my whole heart, even if it means sacrifice, even if I don't understand, even if the outcome's not the way I want it to be. And God revealed himself to me. He revealed and once again showed me the path to him is good. And if we'll be obedient to him, we will see the reward of that. And God took care of us, guys. He did. And when it came time for us to come here, and we were in that two-year transition period, and we didn't know what was going to happen, can I be real with you today? It was one of the hellish times of our life. Because we were in a time of uncertainty, we didn't have security. There's no security in man. You could have people come up to you and say, oh, we love you and we hope you're here. Some of those people are gone. There was no security in that. There was no security in what we didn't know. All I knew is what do we do? And we began to talk. Do we, we even had somebody tell us, why don't you go ahead and start looking for other places just so that you have a, something to fall back on. And we began to talk and we said, do we do that? Do we start calling districts and bishops and say what churches are available? What's open? What do we do? Our livelihood is getting ready to be cut and we don't know. And we just kept saying, God, our trust is in you. And if you want us to do that, we'll do that. We don't want to be where we want to be or where people want us to be. We want to be where you want us to be. And when it came down to it, he said, I, I don't have a piece about calling anybody. I don't have a piece about it. And I said, all I just get is that we're supposed to stand still and wait on the Lord. And we said, the night of our, 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 the transition when you guys decided what, if you wanted us or not, that's just what it boils down to. Our family gathered together. And I said to them, this is what I know. Because I remember Koa saying, what do you think is going to happen? And in a child's eyes, now he's a teenager, but in his child's eyes, he's like, do you think they want us? And I said, no, this is what's going to happen. And I'm just being transparent. I said, Koa, we work for the Lord. And if this is not the place for us, God is already preparing a place. Because he said, I, I order the steps of a righteous man or woman of God. And I said, God already has something that he's prepared for us. And it might not be easy. Transition is never easy. Somebody say amen and another amen. But God will provide. And I knew because of what happened on that electrician job that I wasn't to question where we were to go or what was going to happen. I just knew that God was already working if that was the case. And I said, and if it's not the case, this is what's going to happen. What happens in our family when we say we want to watch a family movie? I said, there's those of us in the family that say, I don't want to watch that movie. I'm going to my room. There's those of us in the family that say, yes, that's the movie I wanted to see. And there's those of us in the family that say, you know, it's not the movie I wanted, but I'll stick around. 
And I said, and that's what will happen in the church. There will be those that say yes, those that say no, and those that say I'll stick around. And that's the best way I could explain it. And I said, and if we're not, God's already prepared a place. Why? Because I had a strong confidence that God was with us. A strong confidence that he would take care of us. A strong confidence that the Lord is my security. And I want to tell you, on your job, in your home, in your church, in your ministry, in whatever you're facing, you need to have a strong confidence that comes from the fear of the Lord, the fear to not follow him. I have followed the Lord way too long to turn my back on him now. I fear what would come to me if I wasn't serving him. I don't know how people stricken with disease or divorce or all these things, I don't know how you make it without God. Because he is our strength. He is our strong confidence. Number two, he is our refuge. It says here, his children will have a place of refuge. What is refuge? It's protection. Somebody say protection. We are his children. We belong to the Father. You see, it says his children. The world doesn't get the refuge of the Lord like we do. We are his children. And because we are his children, because we belong to the Father, we have a covering and a comfort that comes from him. My husband and I were talking, I think it was last night, all the days get mixed up about our house and what we want our house to be. We want our house to be a place of security. Protection brings security. And we began to talk about his mama's house and, and his papa's house. And when we would go, I remember we, we pastored our first church. And I had never lived away from home like that, eight hours away. And I remember going there and just so glad I could, like, flop out on the couch so glad that I could just go in that cabinet and grab anything that I wanted. So glad that I could go out and swing on the porch swing and I could, I could just feel like I could rest, like it was a covering. And I said, your mama is one of the people in my life. I don't think she's ever said anything negative about, about me at all. Don't you like to be around those people that are always real positive about you? <laughs> Not that she doesn't find fault with me. But I love that when I go into her domain. There's a sense of security. There's a sense of peace. It's a sense of refuge, of protection. And we have that in the Lord. We can go into that place of refuge and feel like, ah, because guess what? There's really no place like home. When we go home to be with the Lord, there's no place like home. No place that will bring the comfort that the Father brings to us. And we, in the season that we're living in, not only need to be confident in the Father, but we need to take refuge in him. We need to allow him to cover us with his wings like he says he will do, tuck us in, and feel the comfort of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know on a hard day, you just need the Lord to wrap his arms around you? You just need to feel the presence of the Lord. There's times I'll put worship on in my home and I'll begin to cry and I'll begin to just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that I can feel your presence surrounding me and there's nothing 
like your presence. There's nothing like the peace that you bring to me. We need to take refuge in the one who can comfort us like no other. There's nothing in this world, nothing that will comfort you like the Father. No alcohol, no sexual thing, nothing will comfort you like the Father. Not Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. Till you get there and you're waiting in the lines and you're hot and now you got to put in the app what you want to eat before you can get it. Nothing will bring you that place of refuge like being in the presence of the Father. That's why we need moments of prayer like we offer here. Because you can come and you can have an opportunity to have people pray with you and experience the presence of the Lord. Number three. Oh, let me read this. I'm going to go. And I didn't give them the scripture because I just wanted to read it quick. Psalms 46. You can jot it down, one through four. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. And if you go on reading in in that chapter, it'll end up saying, be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted. God is our refuge and our strength. He is a present help. We don't have to fear even when the waters are troubled. Isn't that good? We can have confidence and take refuge in that. And then it goes on to say, or the third one I want to bring out is in verse 27. And it says, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. Somebody say fountain of life. That means spiritual vitality. Doesn't that sound good? That sounds like an infomercial. If you buy this bottle of whatever, you can have spiritual vitality. For only $29.99. Yeah, if you buy two, you can have. Jeanette watches way too many of those, yeah. Guess what? A fountain is refreshing. Now, I love fountains. Every time I go to a place and they have like a big fountain outside or I go to someone, you know, some of you have those pools with fountains. I love that. My pool just has settled water. I love hearing the sound of the fountains. I love the refreshing that it brings. It's in constant flow. They bring nourishment and renewal. It's a life source. And guess what? On our journey of life, we need spiritual vitality. I can be confident in the Lord. I can be armored up like he talked about last week. Being armored up, I'm confident in the Lord. I can go through a hard season and just be like, Lord, cover me with your wings. Bring comfort. I'm broken. I'm hurt. I'm battling. I need to be, um, you know, just... I need to fill your comfort. But then there comes a place where now i got to be revitalized because i got to get back out there. Right? We work hard. And sometimes we get beaten down and we take refuge in the Lord. And he encourages us. And then we've got to have that spiritual vitality. We've got to have that fountain of life so we can get back to what we're called to do. We need to be refreshed. We need to be nourished through the living water. Jesus is the living water. Amen? It says in several scriptures, listen to these scriptures about fountain of life. Psalms 36, 9, for with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. 
Proverbs 10, 11, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Proverbs 16, 22, understanding a fountain of life to one who has it, but the discipline of fools is folly. Proverbs 13, 14, the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life to turn aside from the snares of death. So it repeats that as well. Jeremiah 2.13, for my people have committed two evils, for they have forsaken me, the fountain of living water. Don't forsake the fountain of living water. Receive that spiritual vitality that you need from him. Number four, the fear of the Lord. Let's go back to that scripture. To turn one away from the snares of death. The fear of the Lord brings safety Number four is the fear of the Lord brings safety from the snares of death. In other words, it helps us escape. I mean, we want to escape death. That refreshing gives us continued strength to walk in the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding that we need to keep us from destruction. Worship team is coming back. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope God spoke to you personally and continues to encourage you throughout the day and the coming week. We'll see you next time.